season two of the Encouraging Word podcast. We hope to spark a curiosity of Christ that grows and develops into a deep and lasting love. Join us in John chapter 1, verses 6 through 13, where we are introduced to John the Baptist, his role in heralding the light, and what that light looks like in our lives. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness, to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. John 1, 6-13 Our passage today starts with an introduction to John the Baptist. He is not to be confused with the author of this text, John the son of Zebedee, who preferred to leave his name out. John the Baptist would have been a very familiar person to the original readers of this book, but there was confusion and disagreement as to who or what he was. Many thought him to be the prophesied hope of Israel. He was, after all, a great man. This is going to be important later when Jesus compares John the Baptist, one of the greatest living men, to the least of the born-again Christians. He was, of course, not the Messiah, and the author spends three verses nailing down exactly who he is. He was, A, sent by God, and therefore not the heretic the established church painted him to be. B, he was incredibly important because through his witness, the Christ would be revealed. And C, he was not the Messiah. John the Baptist was going to be God's instrument in showing something to the world that they were incapable of seeing. The classic metaphor is this. Imagine that you are standing in a room with a very thick blindfold on. Whether the light is on or off, the room is dark to you. It isn't until someone takes off your blindfold that you can see what the light illuminates. The role of John the Baptist was to take this proverbial blindfold off. At this point, it is important to discuss some potentially confusing parts of this passage. In verse 7, it says that he came as a witness that all might believe through him. This does not mean that all will believe, but that by his testimony, the potential is there. In verse 9, we see a similar idea. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. The best explanation of this that I have found is from D.A. Carson, who compares this light to everyone as a small town that has one teacher. Everyone is not their student, but if you are a student, that person is your teacher. This brings us to the next idea. Who is outside of the light and who is in the light, and why? Throughout the Bible, God has had a covenant relationship with the nation of Israel and has given them thousands of prophecies as to who their Messiah will be. The nation was desperate to be saved, having been torn apart, killed, raped, enslaved, and in this time, occupied by the Roman Empire. When God chose to fulfill these prophecies by the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, much of Israel was blind to the fulfillment of these prophecies. They refused to believe that the mighty protector and liberator of their people was this Jesus of Nazareth, a carpenter's son. Those that cannot see the light are those that reject Jesus. No, unto those that are in the light, the place that we desperately want to be. Who is in this group? All who did receive him. Notice the verb here, receive. He is already coming to us. 
who believed in his name. This isn't to say those who believe his name of Jesus of Nazareth. It is undisputed historical fact that a man was born in Bethlehem and later crucified. Do you believe in his name, his title of Christ? It is actually here that we find the distinction between many of the monotheistic religions of today. Islam believes Jesus was a prophet. Judaism believes he was a heretic and a revolutionary. Jehovah's Witness believe that he was a god, lowercase g. Only in Christianity do we believe that he was and is the Son of God, fully God and fully man, that he lived a perfect life, died, and was resurrected, that he may be the one and only path of salvation. This is what the author is talking about when he says, believed in his name, in verse 12. What happens when we do this? We are born again, this time as children of God, with all of the rights and privileges of heir to a kingdom. It is here in verse 13 that things can get a bit bogged down, but let's attack it in three sections. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So we have receipt of salvation by blood, by will of the flesh, and by will of man. Beginning with by blood, not only is salvation not guaranteed because of your heritage or by being a part of a covenanted group, but this salvation is available to those outside of the covenant nation. This was an especially hard pill to swallow for the nation of Israel that prized the purity of its bloodlines and its history as chosen nation of God. Nor of the will of the flesh. It is best to interpret this as passion. No matter how passionately you want salvation, this is not how it is attained. And finally, will of man. Imagine this as effort. No amount of effort will get you salvation. Verse 13 ends with the resolute and definitive source of salvation. God. It is only by Him and through Him that we are saved. I want to encourage you to think about what our role is as witnesses for Christ, how we can be evidence of the light to those who may be living in darkness. What does that look like? Is the difference between your life now truly that of night and day with your life before it was given to Christ? How are you keeping yourself accountable to assumptions of salvation based on heritage, passion, or effort? If you have any questions about what was said here today, or simply want to have a conversation about Christ, you can connect with us at email at benjamin at pmppodcast.com, or you can reach out to us on Instagram using the handle encouraging underscore word underscore podcast. Let's finish in prayer. Lord Heavenly Father, we are so grateful to you for having a perfect plan for salvation, for calling people like John the Baptist to serve, that we may see your light. Lord, we ask that you use us as you see fit, that you give us the strength and courage to use our particular gifts to let your light radiate out into the darkness around us. God, we want to thank you for taking off the blindfold, for letting us experience a life we could not have imagined otherwise. I pray, Lord, that you would remind us daily that you are our only source of salvation and that neither the faith of our family or friends nor the passion we feel for you nor the good works we do in your name account for a single ounce of our salvation. We ask these things in your matchless name. 